welcome to the Selling Digital Podcast. I am Yatia, your host, creator of OnlineTemplateShop.com. This is episode number 30, and today we're talking about how I'm using AI to create digital products. Yep, there, I said it. I'm using AI, specifically ChatGPT and MidJourney, to create products that I'm going to sell. And before we get started, I'm creating products for my different shops, not just for onlinetemplateshop.com and all the products associated with that business, but also for my teacher shop and my other Etsy stores. So when you hear me talk in this episode that I've created an image that I'm using in a product, I'm not going to be super specific in some instances because I do keep some of my Etsy shops secret. I don't share um, what they are, so I'm not going to be super, super specific as to what exactly I'm creating. I just want to share in general how I'm using it to create products to, to sell, you know, to make money off of those products and AI is helping me create those products. Now the action word here is help. (laughs) AI is helping me create these products. And I I will go into that, how exactly I'm using it and what I mean with helping me create it versus taking something straight as it comes out of those AI softwares. So we will talk about that. Also, I'm going to leave a link to my YouTube channel because I have a whole list of AI softwares specifically for image um, creation that I'm going to be testing in my YouTube channel. So that's the whole thing that's happening in the month of June and July. And if you don't want to miss it, if you've been curious, you know, does, does this software work or does that other software work? I want you to get all of your answers. I mean, all of your questions answered and all of that's going to be in the YouTube channel. But today in this episode, I just want to talk about in in general, how I'm using it and which ones I'm using on the daily. Okay, so the main one that I'm using is ChatGPT. I use it every day for both personal and business. I started using it probably back in December. It was very early. Like as soon as I heard about it, I think it came out in November 2022, but I didn't use it till December. And because I had been hearing about it for about a week until I was like, wait, this might be something fun. And I actually went in and signed up and have been using it ever since. I absolutely love it. I use it to make my writing better basically, and to summarize things. Now, let me give you some concrete examples. Back in March 2023, I was in a summit and I needed to create a workbook for my presentation. So what I did, I created my my, my, um, presentation, I recorded everything, and then I downloaded the transcript. And what I did was I took the transcript put it in chat GPT and I basically told the bot to write a summary of what that transcript is. So immediately within a few seconds, I have an entire summary of what I said in that video. 
And then I took parts of that summary. I think I, it gave me like maybe two paragraphs and I was taking chunks of the summary, whatever I thought was the most important parts. And then I told ChatGPT to ask two questions that could be answered with the information in that um, chunk of text that I had given it. And it did, and they were very good questions. So I kept doing that. I think I did it like three more times. I selected a specific chunk of that summary. I told ChatGPT, hey, ask two questions that can be answered within this text. And I think I had about eight questions at the end. And I took those eight questions and I told it, hey, pick five questions here and turn them into journal prompts. I legit thought that it was not going to be able to do that, but it did it. It gave me five prompts, not questions, but prompts that could be answered in a workbook style type of product. And all of this was based directly with what I had said in my presentation. So those five prompts became a workbook for that summit. And it, it sounds a lot, like a lot. It sounds like it took me 10 minutes. No, it took me probably a couple of maybe three minutes to generate all of that. It was super fast. And all I, need, uh, I needed to do at the end was copy and paste it. And it was all based on my own IP. I mean, my own um, information that I gave during that presentation. I would love to tell you that at this point, I'm using ChatGPT to create entire presentations for my business, but that is not necessarily what's happening. I, I have tried. I have tried to train it to give... Um, specific information about my niche and my topics and something that I want to talk about. And it's not quite there yet. I do have the paid version. Um, so I think I have like a better version than, than, than the free one, or at least that's what ChatGPT says. So the paid version is, is better. I don't know. I haven't noticed uh, a big difference um, in June, 2023. Maybe a year from now, it's absolutely amazing. But right now, I think it's not there yet. What I've been very successful at doing is taking what I have already created, taking videos, taking course videos that I have already created, information that has come from my brain first, putting it in ChatGPT and asking ChatGPT to turn it into something else or to do something with that information. In that sense, it has been 100% perfection. Every time I do that, every time I tell it to, hey, take this and turn it into this, it has come back with amazing, amazing information. I would tell you, give it a try. Take something that you have created, maybe a blog post, maybe a YouTube video, maybe an email newsletter that you have sent out, maybe a video within a course that you have created and you want to create a workbook or a journal based on that um, information and ask GPT to do it for you. I mean, 
it's truly amazing what I have been able to create and the time that I have been able to save that, you know, I don't have to take that transcript of what I had already said and sit down and read it and come up with questions and come up with journal prompts and come up with this, come up with that. ChatGPT is doing that for me. And again, based on what I have already created, trust me, I have tested it. I have tried to have ChatGPT create something similar to what I have created already. I'm not going to be too specific, but I did take um, a video from one of my courses. I had the transcript and I started asking ChatGPT questions about that topic, right? And the information was mostly correct. I would say it wasn't completely up to date, which we know at this point, ChatGPT is working on um, on a database on 2021 and back. So it's like two years behind. I think that's why it's not yet at the point where it can create a course for you in five minutes. Listen, I have watched those videos on YouTube. I've gotten those ads on Facebook, people um, telling you that you can go to ChatGPT and have ChatGPT create a course for you in five minutes. I have tried. There's my confession. I have tried because I want to know if that is true. Can you create a course on, I don't know, dog feeding in five minutes? Or, you know, I, I think the 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 time constraint is not the, the point here. The point is that you can create a course that ChatGPT spit out to you and make thousands off of it. I think that's what these creators are, are trying to sell you and me into. I tried. And it's not quite there yet. There was a lot of prompting. And you know what? I'm not an expert in ChatGPT, but I'm pretty good at it. I've been using it for months. I use it every day. I am pretty good at it. Um, but I'm telling you, it's not quite there yet. So when you're on YouTube and one of those videos pop up telling you that you can create a course entirely with ChatGPT, it's not quite true yet. I think there's some truth to it. But not quite, because if you're creating a course, for example, I don't know, something I don't know about um, how to kill ants in your backyard, (laughs) something I have no idea (laughs) how to do. And I go into ChatGPT and I try to create a course about that, about killing ants in your backyard. How do I even know that information is correct? I have no clue. And even trying to create a product, a course, an ebook, some type of informational product on a topic that I know a lot about. I try to do that. I try to prompt my way into an ebook about printables. And I'm telling you the information that it gave me was about 70% correct. There was a lot that was outdated, a lot that was just not true. Um, some of the information that it gave me sounded like a high schooler wrote it. So at this point, I don't, I don't think we're there yet. It's scary that two years from now, people are going to be doing that. I mean, it's scary that people are doing that now using chat GPT to create courses. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that's a whole other 
podcast that I need to record, you know, my opinions around that, which ugh, just no, just no. Something else that does pop up and someone asked it, not not to me, I think it, it was a comment that I saw in a Facebook group. Um, someone asked if, if people using AI to create things for the business, should there be a disclaimer on their website that says, hey, parts of this website or parts of this course or this product are created with AI? I don't know the legalities as to do you have to have that disclaimer on your website, but I do. I added it over a month ago. I No, probably two months ago. Like right before I started using Midjourney, I, uh, I purchased, I, I forget what it was, but I purchased... Um, a, a template from one of these, you know, internet lawyers. Um, and I put it in my website and I put it also in my courses as a disclaimer that, hey, part of this course might have been created with the help of ChatGPT or MidJourney. At this point, I am not using either one to create full products for any of my businesses. But I think it's important to tell people and be open with people of what are you doing and how exactly you are using AI. Only because I don't think it's fair that I'm sitting here like, hey, I came up with this thing when I really didn't, you know, it, it was Midjourney who spit out this this clipboard or it was ChatGPT who spit out this entire intro to this podcast, which by the way, it, it, it didn't. This is just me talking <laughs> off of my head. But when that day comes, I will be very open about it. And I am very open about it right now in telling you that, for example, one of the courses that I recently released inside my membership was Midjourney Magic. I released two things based on Midjourney. One of them was a workshop on how to use Midjourney to create images that you can use for your business. And I also released inside the June drop, I have monthly drops in, in my membership. So one of the products that got released in the June drop was a set of realistic objects that you can use to create mock-ups to show off your, your, your printables, your planners, journals, things like that. And I was very honest for weeks. I kept telling my, my customers and my students, hey, I'm creating this. And I was sharing different tips here and there. Look what I created today. Look, look what's coming. Look what I'm doing. It never even occurred to me to hide the fact that I'm using AI to create all of these um, images. And I have seen people do that. Um, for in, in, the, in the past few months of this year, I have seen different people come out with scene creators, some mock-up creators, image type image heavy products that I've been like, that looks like AI. So I do, 
<laughs> I might, my God, I'm, I'm, I promise I'm not calling anyone out. I'm not calling myself out either. But I took a couple of these um, ads that I, re- that I saw or emails that I received from people promoting these new products. And I did an e- image, what is it? Image search on Google. I took a screenshot and I did an image search and it came out that it was generated by AI. But reading their sales page and reading their email, reading their ad copy, nowhere, anywhere on that copy, it says that it was AI generated. I mean, I don't think you have to legally tell people that it was AI generated, but why hide it? You know, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, You shouldn't be ashamed of that. And I think people would trust you more if you're being honest that you're being forward with how you're using AI AI in your business. I just find it funny (laughs) that people do that. People kind of hide it, that they're using MidJourney or things like that. Just, you know, not that you have to, and I'm not trying to shame anyone into telling people, but what I am doing, what I will keep doing is being very forward with what I use it for, you know, and when I come out with something that I have used ChatGPT or MidJourney to help me create it, I will be very forward and I will tell people, hey, I used AI to create this. You make your decision. Do you want to buy it or not? Because I don't want us as, as a consumer. I don't want to buy something that you're telling me that you created when it was really ChatGPT who did it. That doesn't feel good. Um, I think I would be annoyed by it. I don't think that I would be angry by it or, you know, but I think I'll be annoyed by it. Like, huh, ChatGPT did it. So I could have done it. You know, when I buy courses and I buy products, I want something that I can't necessarily create myself. And if, if ChatGPT is doing it, it means that I can create it too. So there's my two cents on that. <laughs> That's why I'm creating this podcast. So so you know what's what's going on. I'm interested also in how you are using AI in your business and how you feel about AI. Um I'll, I'll leave a link to the free um to the free Facebook group. You can tag me on there and then and tell me how you're using AI. I'm very curious because I know a lot of people are are either scared or against it or for it. You know, I I feel like there's no gray line with people. (laughs) Their opinions are very, very straightforward. Um, Whether they are in the yes or the no side of using AI. One thing that I will say is don't be scared of it. It's here. Either you're using it or not or working around it. But you have to make a decision about how you are either going to use it or not. You, you can't hide from it. You can't ignore it. Inform yourself and decide how you're going to work around it because it's here to stay. And it doesn't matter how wrong you think it is. People are still going to use it. I know the ethics of it are a little bit murky right now and the legalities of it are all over the place. But as of right this second where I'm recording this podcast in June 2023, it is totally legal to use it. So we're taking advantage of that. 
putting that all aside, I want to give you another concrete example of how I'm using it. So I already told you I used it to create a workbook for a summit. I used it to create um, images for one of the drops for my membership, which by the way, link in, in the, the description box or go to sellingdigitalallaccess.com. You'll get access to the class and everything that I'm talking about here. And also I used it to create a class about mid-journey. And another way that I'm using it is I used mid-journey to create some background images for one of my Etsy shops. Now, at this point, I'm not using exactly what comes out of mid-journey and using it as is. I don't think I'm at a point where I'm creating perfect images um, just straight out, out of mid-journey. So what I do is I give it the prompt, it gives me the image, I grab the image that I want, I bring it into Canva, and I edit a little bit. Sometimes I have to remove something, sometimes I have to crop it. Sometimes I will use one image as a background and then I bring another one and put it on top to create some type of different visual. There's some editing and there's some work that goes into it at this point. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's this amazing passive income thing that you can use to create loads of money. No, I don't think I am there yet. I've seen people do that. <laughs> I've seen people, you know, open entire clipper shops on Etsy based on images that they create on mid journey. I mean, I don't know. Good for them, I guess. That's not how I'm using it. Um, it's not how I intend to use it either. It's not the business that I'm running. Um, and I, I, not that I think it's wrong. I just, it's not where I'm at, right? It's, it's not what my business is about. None of my shops are clipper shops anyway. So I don't have um, a use for it in that sense. But I am using it to create certain images for my different businesses. I think it's great to use it as a base and a starting point and something that you can incorporate into other products that you have created. One thing that I'm being very careful is that I'm not adding identifying prompts. For example, if I'm looking for something in the style of, and then I use the name of an artist, I'm not doing that anymore. I did it in the beginning and then I started feeling icky about it. You know, <laughs> um, I was doing a lot of, for example, putting something like, um, a set of flowers in the style of Lisa Frank. And if you're a baby of the 80s, you know who Lisa Frank is and you know what that looks like. If not, go ahead and Google it. But I was doing things like that, you know, um, a set of rainbows in the style of so-and-so, a set of llama stickers in the style of so-and-so. Naming specific artists and creators to create an image that resembled their style. While it was fun and it worked wonderfully, suddenly it dawned on me like, hey, maybe this is not right, you know, like ethically more than legally. Um, it started feeling a little bit icky to do something like that. You know, why am I creating these things in the style of these artists? Um, 
so I stopped doing that. And now what I do mostly is, you know, a pink donut with sprinkles in the style of watercolor. Things that are more, um, less identifying into a particular artist's style. Because honestly, I don't want someone to look at one of my products and be like, oh, that looks like Lisa Frank or, oh, that looks like Van Gogh or that looks like Monet. I don't want that. You know, I want people to look at my um, products and what I put out there and be like, oh, that is Yatsia right there, <laughs> you know? So I invite you to think about that, um, what you're putting into it and creating images that are more reflective of your own creative brain. And I think if if you're an artist, maybe you don't understand what I'm talking about, but if you're a non-artist like me, and if you cannot draw like me, and you're someone who sees shapes in things and can create things based on that, what I'm saying will make more sense to you um, when you are crafting prompts that you're going to put into either mid journey or chat GPT, because at the end of the day, you don't want to be copying anyone and you don't want to be creating work that is directly derived from someone else's IP. I hope that that makes sense. And again, is it legal? Yes. At least as of right now, at least based on my own research and I, I'm not a lawyer. So if you don't want to believe me, please do your research. You should always do your research. You should always consult a lawyer. But as I understand it, it's legal. It just depends on your moral compass and your ethics when it comes to using AI, which is something that has to be forefront when we're using these softwares anyway. Now, going forward and looking into the future, what are ways that I'm going to keep using ChatGPT, for example? And that is to make my emails more concise. If you didn't notice, I can talk my head off and I can write my head off. <laughs> so what I will be using it for is I've been using it lately to write um, email subject lines. I go ahead and I take the email that I already wrote I put it on ChatGPT and I tell ChatGPT, hey, can you write a subject line that goes with this email? And I put the, the text of what I wrote and ChatGPT will give me a few options. Usually it, it comes back with like five different options. And then I pick the one that I like the most and I tell it, now give me a clickbait um, subject email line based on this one. And then it gives me like three more options. And from there, I select the one I like. Sometimes I will change a word or two because I don't necessarily want to make it clickbait, but I want to make it um, in a way that my reader has to click on it, you know? So that's how I'm using it right now. That's how we'll keep using it. Also to make paragraphs more succinct. It did happen a couple of weeks ago. I was writing an email and my paragraph was like 20 sentences long that is just not possible. My brain cannot process that, right? So I put in ChatGPT and I told ChatGPT, hey, can you summarize this? And it was wonderful. It gave me a wonderful seven sentence um, summary based on what I wrote. I, I did have to go in and change a couple of words here and there, but for the most part, it took 
the work from me, right? I didn't have to go back to my own paragraph and edit and delete things and make all of those um, decisions. ChatGPT did that for me. So these are wonderful tools that we can use in our everyday. Now, I will say something and don't get mad at me. This is something that I noticed with myself. I am someone who buys a lot of copy templates um, and I haven't bought one in months. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't even know what to tell you. I don't think ChatGPT can replace a copywriter right now, like today, right? Like I, I'm, I'm just talking about today, the, the, this very minute that I'm recording this because it's not perfect and there's no emotion to it, to the copy, especially sales copy um, has to be written in a very specific way. But what it's great at right now, it's taking what you already wrote and making it better. I, I use it for that every single day. I haven't been able to use it. And maybe it's because my, my prompts are not very good. I don't know. I do consider myself to be, you know, pretty good with ChatGPT after using it for a few months. Um, but I haven't been able to get 100% amazing copy off of it is what I'm trying to say. Um, that hasn't happened yet. So having said that, could it replace a copywriter in the future? I would say yes, honestly. Um, those copy templates that we buy, you know, email templates, sales page templates, website templates. I don't know. It's, it's just such a hard thing to talk about, right? Because we're talking about people. We're talking about people's jobs, right? But I can tell you that I have not purchased a copy template in like six months. I am still part of some memberships. I'm still, I'm part of um, Liz Wilcox um, email marketing membership. Um, I'll, I'll leave a link in the description box. I'm still part of it and I will keep being part of it because it's, it's a great value. And I take ideas from um, her email templates and the topics and things like that. So if you are someone who needs ideas, buying copy templates from an actual copywriter, it's 100% a great idea. But if you're really good with copywriting, then ChatGPT will be your best friend. Honestly, you don't even need templates anymore. And that is hard to say. That, that is hard to say because, again, this is someone's job, right? This is someone's livelihood. I'm not there yet to where I'm canceling my <laughs> copy memberships and doing things like that because I still enjoy having ideas from other people who know about copywriting. And also because it serves as a model of what good writing is. I am not a copywriter. So sometimes I will spit out a few things on a piece of paper and I have to think about it many, many times. But when I buy a template from a copywriter, I know that what they're giving me, it's the model of, of how things should be, right? Of how things are correct. That's the only reason why I think that as of right now, 
ChatGPT cannot replace a copywriter as of today because most of us need that model of this is how you do it. And I don't think ChatGPT is there yet with a straightforward model of, yeah, this is how you do it. This is what is 100% correct. So please don't go canceling your memberships for copywriters. Don't stop buying um, copy templates just yet because they're still needed. There's still a lot of value in that. I think ChatGPT is great for editing and for cleaning up things. But for full-on sales page copywriting, probably not. Man, I've been talking for a long time. So all of this to say is go ahead and have fun with it and go join, you know, ChatGPT and MidJourney or any other AI software that you enjoy. Try it, test it, decide if it's for you or not. But don't ignore it. Don't be scared of it. Don't just don't pretend that it doesn't exist because that's only going to hurt you. Um, learn about it. Do your research. Try it out. Use it in a way that is ethically for you, whatever that means to you. And I invite you to just have fun with it. Um, again, links in the, the description box to the YouTube channel because I will be creating a series of videos on AI and the different AI options that are out there for people like you and me who are in the printable digital product business and use AI in certain ways. Have fun with it and I will see you on the next one.